we're live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast that comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because, wow, you know, every once in a while you have just this one special friend and they really just don't know how dumb they really are. And you can't say anything about it because they were friend of a friend or friend of the family of a friend. Thanks. Put me in a great position. Appreciate mm -hmm. that. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Triple all over the place. You can find me under that name, S-H-U-J-I-N, just like it's spelled on the bottom. Oh, yeah, you can't see it because it's not there on the bottom of the screen anymore. I know. I know. There's a thing about that. We'll try yeah. to discuss that later. Let me go ahead and introduce you to the uh, truncated list of people for tonight. Uh, I, I know part of the reason why, yes, yes, Epstein's mom did write some notes for us all. Don't worry about it. Some of you are old enough to get that reference. Thank you. <laughs> Top left-hand corner of the bingo card. Good evening, Dallin. You know, I almost feel bad that I actually am old enough to understand that reference. <laughs> yeah, being old is a good thing. It means you haven't dead yet. Yeah, okay, I'll run with that. Something to be said for that. Just down and uh, to the right, just a little bit from the Midwest of the U.S., good evening, Bridget. Good evening. From just outside of, yeah, they're talking about it, but somehow everybody's still got a job. Don't know why. Good morning on Renault Tech. <laughs> so I started with this one, full of coffee. It's empty. I got another one, full of coffee. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a good night. That's just wonderful. At least he won't be living up to his usual name. And I own sharp objects. <laughs> uh, that's all well and good, but uh, I, I've, I've, got, I've got a sharp object, too. And I, <laughs> one of those things. <laughs> well, um, and Joey's not here to keep me in line. Tech, as long as the, uh, the, the coffee's not laced with PCP, I think we should be okay. But I, then again, I, I don't know what they put coffee. in the water in D.C., so I'm, you know. No, I did not pee in my coffee. That's well, if you perfect. start hearing colors, then you need to step away from it. That's yeah. ridiculous. You don't hear colors. You taste them. Yes, we know. Taste the rainbow. I know full well. All of you bronies out there, shut the hell up for a minute. So, yeah, <laughs> I was about to say, you know, it's a good thing you didn't say PCB because that's a completely different animal. And uh, I've actually got isocards on the, on the shelf back over here. Don't ask. Don't ask. Wait, well, wait. Do you have a daughter board back there? Dude, I have a Zorro 2 card around here somewhere. For really? those of you that know what the hell is Zorro, yes. Holy I still, shit, dude. I still, I still have my 24-bit graphics card for my Amiga 2000. Two megs, two megs of onboard, uh, of onboard memory for video. And 1024, 768 at 24-bit color. Let me tell you, back in the day, that was friggin' outrageous. I Seriously, made my no. significant other feel really young the other day because I met their father. And the father and I uh, started geeking out over OS2 Warp. Huh. You know, <laughs> funny story. If you'll permit me, because <laughs> I, I, I do tend to ramble, we, but you know, what the we, hell. We, we got a couple of moments. Go ahead. Okay. So in college, I, one of my classmates was an OS to otaku. Okay. Okay. It, it, if I, if I had to describe him, 
he had forgotten more about OS2 than I think most of the people at IBM had ever learned. One of those guys. That's fair. And of course, everybody gave him the gears, you know, the the dead operating system. I mean, you know, like, you know, you'll be using DOS long before you ever use OS2 in the real world. And uh, this was about three years after we graduated. I, I got curious. So I'm on my lunch break at work and, you know, fire up the Google because I can. And I just started looking for, uh, well, I looked for his name. Um, just, just wanted to see where he wound up. And sure enough, uh, I see the job he's working at and I see, oh, opportunities. Well, always one looking at the time. I check on it. Yeah. A, assistant IT manager um, qualifications. Uh, proficient in OS2 or willing to learn. I shot the guy an email. I said, you had a little something to do with the OS2, didn't you? He types back, he, he just with a big grin on a, on a, well, a virtual grin that I could see in the text. He goes, you damn right. <laughs> uh, he, I, I have a legitimate became, excuse. I grew up in an IBM family, so. Yeah, but like he became the personification of spaghetti code equals job security. In this case, I'm the only person in the world that knows this operating system. You need me. <laughs> kind of like Novell network admins these days. Yeah. Uh, people that. still use that? Nope. Some, Te- some, some, some do, I'm sure. Tech, I did a, I did a contract. Um, this is back in 2000. With the company, the single tightest network I've ever seen. It was uh, a Novell 4 backbone. or No, sorry, Novell 5 backbone. Okay. So like everything was Novell and all his workstations were NT. Mm-hmm. He had that network tuned like a piano. There was a, there's a, there was this great program <clears throat> um, for Novell called Snapshot. Uh, Snap spelled S-N-A-P-P. Okay. And what it was, it was a scripting language, uh, a type of a scripting program where when you bring a new computer into the network, kind of like joining the domain in Windows, same thing. Mm-hmm. This snapshot finds it and preloads all the software that it needs to for the for the role that workstation is expected to play. Nice. It, lo- it loads your office. Up. It's it's basically a server based gold disk for your workstations. Like the, the, now again, we're talking, Oh God, I'm about to date myself. This is about 17 years, 18 years ago. Sorry. Time change. Um, this is about as close to plug and play as you could get back then. Yeah. You know, I ended up working another contract where we had to do workstation builds. And instead of something like that, uh, everything was, uh, a CD. You plug the CD in, you turn the machine on, you make sure that it can boot off a CD then it asks, okay, what make and model is this computer? Because, again, company-specific, they only had certain models. You type in that particular model, OS, drivers, partitions. Um, Just you do put it in, Yeah, you put in, the, pro, you put in the, uh, the serial number of the computer. Um, that becomes the, uh, how it joins the domain. What role is it going to be in? It's in here. Okay, we script all that, but it's all off a disk. And when you have a workspace that can do 14 computers at a time, like I did, but you only have four disks because it has their head stuffed up their butt. 
it made for some long nights for me. Yeah, and and sadly, to to be fair, legalities and making sure those discs don't accidentally get out and that kind of you you know full well how it would go, you know. Yeah, but but then after that, it was a call to the regional IT manager saying, "Hey, um, fourteen spots, six discs. Please do the math." Yeah. Two days later, I got a whole bunch of new software. Cool enough. So. <laughs> It's always a good thing. So, of course, everybody, thank you very much for joining us tonight. We hope that you guys have yourselves a great time over in the live chat. Please feel free to take advantage of it. And I know full well that we got folks over here. Devin, Trippin, Stephanie, hi. Nice of you to uh, to show up. For those of you that don't already know about it, yes, you can find all the stuff about Holy Crap the Vlogcast on various social media, including Twitter. Uh, I, I, I almost accidentally said MySpace. Jesus, what the hell am I thinking about? Uh, over on Twitter and Facebook. And I went ahead and I put out the word for tonight. And I put out the picture to show everybody, okay, what are we going to be choosing tonight for a drink? Well, I had uh, one response on Twitter. And then I had one from Dallin who said, hey, you wait a minute. Which one did you say? You, you, were, you were saying the, the porter. Yeah. The, the well, porter. since I only had two votes and... I decided to go with the first one because first one in, in a situation like this, because, you know, tie wins. Fair enough. We're going with the Java tonight because as somebody put it, okay, you know what? How can you go wrong? Caffeine and alcohol. Mm. Yeah. It worked oh so well for uh, Drew Carey once upon a time ago for those that remember. Mm. And yes, it's still, yeah. it's still sealed just out of the, uh, just out of the fridge a little while ago. This so, is my poison for tonight. Uh, wait a minute, I gotta, I gotta shift the, uh, yep. shift the camera over to you. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's what I'm drinking tonight. Apothic Red. Yep. Now I've, uh, well, no, I, I went on a bit of a kick. Uh, I purchased four bottles of Apothic, not too long ago, because somebody said it was a good brand. So I tried the red, or I had the red. I had the white, which I used for cooking, which was not bad, a little sweet. Um, I had the Apothic Inferno, which I drank a couple of episodes ago. Not my cup of tea. I, I prefer my wine to taste like wine, not scotch. Okay. It's part of the process for that particular one. Um, there's no, there was another Apothic I found called uh, Apothic Dark. Uh, very, very, very nice wine. I would buy that one again. And then tonight is the, is the red. So this is the last of, yeah, this is actually the last of the non-mixable alcohol that I have in the place. If I have to drink anything else other than this, I will need something to cut it because it's either vodka or whiskey. And drinking those straight while that, you know, may make me a man in some place for some people. Yeah. I just don't need that kind of pain the next day. You know what I mean? Can't says I blame you. Um, so yeah. And, and by the way, for those of you that don't already recognize it, uh, next week will be our 200th episode. Holy I, shit. I have every intention of going through, uh, at least one bottle of wine because, uh, why the hell not? And we'll kind of figure it from there. Maybe I'll go through it a little more. bit. <laughs> it could be because, uh, we, I have every intention of running overtime next week. So just fair warning. And uh, yes, I do have to remind myself that I have to kind of remind myself to put a natural pause at the 
hour and a half mark. Otherwise, Dallin's going to have a hard time trying to figure out where do I split it? Where do I split it? Oh, there's an there's an infinitive here. I can't split that. That's wrong. It's one of the uh, uh, Englishmen. It's you, you speak it right. Thank you. I'm just trying to think. Okay, should I get some intermission music or uh, no? Want a commercial or um promos for other people's podcasts? You know what? You people that are watching or listening right about now, go ahead and tell your people to get in touch with our people and they'll figure it out. And for those of you that are old enough to remember the whole, have my people call your people and, and, and they'll do lunch. Oh God, you're old. God, we have you're people? Old. We sh- sh- <laughs> trying to do a thing here. I mean, you 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 remember the whole um you know the the uh, the uh, the what the hell was the thing where where you think that you're really not as as uh, the type of person that you really are, but you, you, it's only because it's inside your own head and you're, you're imposter syndrome. I'm trying to go yeah. for the opposite of that. I'm trying to go for the opposite of that. You're making it really difficult for me. You know that. <laughs> I was just wondering when we got an agent because that I would be cool. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care. I don't, <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Anyway, with uh, ooh, I'm so not used. To, I'm I'm so used to much deeper. Chaim, oh, that hurt. Oh, don't make me speak Yiddish anymore. God, Damn, did man. did we make him do that? Okay. Okay. First taste. Um, okay. First taste is beer. Oh. There is a very bitter in there. Yep. And I'm most definitely not tasting coffee in there. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see how this plays out. Like, you know, it could be one of those things where, you know, it has notes of coffee and not everybody's palate is tuned to notes. I've been the musician. That's not what notes mean. I'm pretty sure. Then again, if like we were saying, Bridget, it was you that said it, right? If if you're starting to taste notes, something's wrong. Or, or just, <laughs> yeah. Uh, some, <laughs> something like if you're starting to hear colors, then you need to step away from the coffee. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens about that. Anyway, let me go ahead and get everything rolling because we we've actually got a show to do tonight. God, imagine that. So, well, we just burned through twenty minutes of it. Yeah, I know. It's it's kind of my way of of making it a little bit more interesting. Try to rope people in once in a while. We'll see. So, with five minutes on the clock, your five minute freestyle starts right now. Ah, uh, passing the torch. Yeah, I, I could be. I could be talking about the Olympics. Uh and truth be told, I really wasn't thinking about it at the time when I titled it. I was actually more thinking along the lines of. Uh, as I talked about already, the fact that no religion required has gone ahead and closed up shop for the time being. And, and I say it that way because they, they kind of semi-joked that if they could make a lot more money doing podcasting so that they didn't have to go and have like a job, which, uh, you know, guys, Ms. Ashley, the shit that you put up with, hon, I don't know what to say other than 
how is it that we haven't had to post bail for you yet? Jesus. Uh, the passing of the torch is a tradition that goes back to the ancient Olympiads. And for those of you that, for whatever reason, don't necessarily know the, uh, the, the history behind it, the idea was that they would bring fire from, and I've forgotten which temple it is off the top of my head, to the location where the games were held. And at this point, they still continue that tradition. And it was brought back for the modern Olympiad, which, of course, started in the mid-20th century. The fire from Greece is lit with the power of the sun. They literally concentrate with, uh, you know, with basically a giant magnifying glass and light it that way. And the flame starts from there. Now, of course, if you start to go into the whole thing about, you know, the fire is ephemeral it really as soon as it's there it's gone because the what actually is the all right fine you know whatever you know we all know full well the fire transfers from one to the next to the next to the next in a giant relay race of sorts and it's supposed to be a way of showing unity for all people along the route one person would take the fire the next person would take it from there to the next, to the next, to the next. Once upon a time, it used to be that when the Olympics were held, you did not go to war. Hostilities were suspended. And if you didn't follow through with that, you got in trouble. Everybody gave you shit for it. We don't exactly have that same thing these days. But maybe it would be really nice if it were. How does this actually come together with how I started off with, with no religion required? It's because we are the fire. And I don't mean necessarily just us individual peaceful. It's what we do. It's not that we are podcasters, and I'm not saying that you need to become one or that you need to start writing a blog or get into trouble because of the country that you live in is not amenable to questions of philosophy. We're teachers. A little bit here, a little bit there. We learn from each other. We teach others. We question what is. Sometimes we question why something isn't. But the most important thing to remember, something that we learned from the guys over there at No Religion Required, it's up to us to pick up the torch, to pick up where someone left off, when there's something good, when there's something worthwhile, to walk it the rest of the way through to the finish line. I have no idea what that finish line is going to be or even what it's supposed to look like but it would be good to remember that we don't necessarily need to take it all the way to the finish line ourselves sometimes all we need to do is to take it just a little bit farther hand it off to the next person do a part we don't have to do the part 
we can hand that off to somebody else, someone else who's better suited, who's in a better position to be able to do it. But every little bit helps every step forward, even a step sideways to get around adversity. But don't ever think for a second that your contribution, no matter how small, isn't worthwhile. Besides, wouldn't you like to be in this particular group of unpaid solicitors of knowledge? Of course, it's a lot more fun to have somebody ask you, so did you try to bullshit this week? <laughs> this is episode 199 on the docket, Your Honor, playing favorites. The question came up on Facebook. This was a this was a cool piece that came up and said, who is your favorite atheist? And well, my answer was me. Now, Ari, granted, there were a lot of there were a lot of good answers. Uh, you know, Bertrand Russell came to mind. Um, there, scientists of all description, philosophers from all eras of history. But I didn't have anybody that actually said that claimed themselves. So I kind of wondered, did I overstep myself in thinking that well of myself? Or better yet, who has been inspiring you? Who do you want to be more like? Who do you want to be able to emulate? Who do you want to learn from? So we're, I guess in a kind of way, we're going to talk about who's worthwhile to pay attention to and kind of work it from there. So as I said, uh, we got a couple of people who are not with us at the moment. Heretic Woman is uh, off playing games tonight. Screw you, man. Screw you. Uh, Joseph, probably sleeping, which, again, would not surprise me. The way that he's been working on stuff, I would not be at all surprised if he's just sleeping on the job and, and perfectly fine. I mean, let's face it. It's, you know, five in the morning for him. And Joey, could be hibernating. Don't know. All I know is uh, I have not heard about a uh, a precipitive, <clears throat> precipitive, precipitous, precipitous, God, this is not the beer talking, I swear to you, uh, drop in the population of Pittsburgh. So it's a pretty good idea he's not upset at anybody right now. <laughs> so it could just be that, you know, he's just hunkering down because it's cold again, which would not surprise me in the least. It's hibernating um, again. Mm-hmm. So we will see. Um, yeah, I, I, of course, as usual, for those of you that are listening, yeah, I'll be sipping on the, uh, I'll be sipping on this drink again. Uh, this one is a stout, so maybe maybe that bitter is supposed to be. That's yeah, a stout. That that's a dark beer. That's that's Guinness, uh, and we all know what Guinness looks like, and we all know Joey's glowing reviews of said um, type of drink. Uh, yeah, that any kind of stout really is an acquired taste. Fair enough. Yeah, one of these days I do want to try uh, and see what Guinness actually tastes like. I may one of these days. One yeah. of these days. Obviously, All I can not. say, well, no, Shujin, what I recommend for that: find an Irish pub, and I mean that because these guys know how to pour it. There, there is an art to pouring it. Oh, no, no. I, I, I hear you. You, you got to yeah. remember, man, uh, over here in Buffalo, we have just about as many uh, 
alcohol locations, let's put it that way, uh, as we do uh, churches. Welcome to Buffalo, a football town with a drinking problem. You know, switch hockey, switch football for hockey. You've just described my hometown up here, <laughs> up here in the north, eh? Yeah, there is that. Although for those of you that remember it, uh, the the uh, Chiefs and the Hanson brothers. I want to watch that again. God damn it. Oh, oh I've got something about that. Or do uh, you know? No, there's these there's these guys. Um, my, my nephew introduced me to the to their show on YouTube, and they do like like drunk hockey type stuff. T- totally improv. Like they're they're not professional YouTubers by any stretch. But they go to hockey games, they they mess around with some people. And there was one episode they were in a dressing room and they were putting the foil on. You remember from Slapshot. You know, we're putting the foil on, coach. So these guys are getting ready to put the foil on. Who walks into the locker room? No. Not one, not two, all three. All three Hanson brothers walk in completely unscripted, took these two poor schleps completely by surprise. Like they were, they were absolutely floored. And then I guess in the, in the hockey comedy world, these guys are, are known. Like, unfortunately I, I, I don't have it in front of me, but uh, my nephew showed up to me last time I saw him. And yeah, I, I was like, Holy crap. Yeah, and there's the name drop. Mwah. Good night, everybody. We're there done for the go. night. There you go. There's your shameless plug. That's what you get for nothing. Oh uh, God, some uh, some somebody put in the uh, somebody put in the doobies for me the, uh, to remember to put a a link for some uh, uh, some stuff for the uh, uh, slap shot, so I can yes. put that at uh, YouTube links. Uh, anyway, so yeah, uh, things are uh, things are kind of going to be the way that they are. Uh, since Heretic Woman is obviously uh, otherwise busy playing Cards Against Humanity and other such wonderful reprobate games. So uh, I, I hope you're having yourself a good time. So uh, unfortunately, news on Rafe Badawi is still pretty much the same as what it's been. The whole copy and paste, copy and paste of the months old story that, you know, hey, he's going to get uh, paroled and, and uh, get, get a pardon and one of these days it's, it, yeah it's it's the same story over and over right now so unfortunately there's nothing new to discuss uh, which like i keep telling you it's pretty much the norm right now so as of the recording of tonight's show this is now five years seven months 26 days since rafe badawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crime our thoughts and our hopes are still with you and your family we're still hoping so, uh, Stephanie is telling me over in the uh, over in the live chat. Uh, I know a really good pub in Dublin. So well and good. Seth, one small problem, can't get there from here. If I ever get back to the UK, okay. If I ever get back to specifically to England, because there's a difference between UK and England. Just, just go with me on this. I want to get back to a confectionery is known as Thornton's. The best, seriously, no lie, the best chocolatiers I have ever been lucky enough to be graced by. They have some amazing, amazing stuff. And the the one gentleman that helped me one year, 
Uh, I got two boxes of their um, shit. I'm gonna have to try to find it again. I gotta, I gotta remember it about that one. I, I will tell you guys about it later. I'll put links in the show notes so that you can. I'm addicted to chocolate Tim Tams. Oh, dude, Tim Tam. No, 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 no. Guess what? You can buy them in the grocery store by me now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But I, I will tell you this: um, the the chocolate bars, the espresso chocolate bars that I had. I would pick those every time over Tim Tams. And I love Tim Tams. I'm talking about the all chocolate Tim Tams mm-hmm. coated in chocolate. Yes. No, Shujin. If by some fluke you find yourself out in my way, I'll take you to a place. We have, we, we do have a local talent here as who is a chocolatier. Uh, he'd, I'd actually have to drive you to the, t- to the place it's about three and a half hours West of here. Uh, that's where his main store is. And he's got some good stuff. I think you'd get a kick out of it. Yeah. We have a chocolatier down here who, uh, makes cherry cordials actually using champagne. Oh my. <laughs> oh, they are so good. <clears throat> I bought some for my mom. She goes, Oh yeah. I used to get these in New York city all the time. It was my mom used to work in New York City, so you get anything in New York City if you have the money. Join us this summer for Holy Crap's Tour of Gluttony. Oh, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Man, I could just see it now. The Seven Sins. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I can, I, can, I can see it happening now. Hey, I, I, I got to. Thai restaurant down here that makes a mean bowl of roasted duck soup. Okay. Uh, I know there, there, there's nothing else to it. It's just, it's so damn good. I've, I mean, their drunken noodles are fantastic too. I think I found it. I found it. I, I found it. Let me show you. Your left nut? Even better. Joey's left nut. Even better. <laughs> we have to go on Google Maps to try to find that. Uh, cappuccino chocolate bar. Oh, so that's the thing you're talking about. Yes. Wow. One oh pound per. One pound bar? Oh, one, oh, one pound in money. Okay. One, one, I was going to say, if that's a, that bar weighs a whole pound, that thing is like really zoomed out. I, I was going to say, that thing better be the size of my forearm for that price. No. And I, and I bought a box of 50 of them. And I brought them back when I came back from, uh, from England one time. Uh. And let me tell you, though. Oh. Mm. See, the problem with it is. Oh, oh. You you have oh I'm gonna I'm gonna drop the link over in the uh, uh over in the live chat for everybody and I'm gonna make sure that, that is in the uh I'll make sure that that is in the link for all the rest of us cool. and if uh Stephanie was saying that uh, Thornton's have been taken over uh, hotel chocolate I've never heard of but if they're still producing the same thing that I tried out once upon a time ago oh I tried I I tried looking up about shipping to here in the U S. Uh not so easy. Mm. So See, now, we'll, now I want to go downtown. There, there's no, there's a, one of the malls downtown has a store and it's called a taste of Britain. Mm. And they have confectionery stuff from England. 
all kinds of stuff. I, I've only been in there a couple of times. I've seen a couple of things, but never really gave it the big once over. If I get the chance, if I get the chance, I'm going to go down there and take a look. And if I see those, oh, good luck. Let's talk a little bit about shipping. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> we will. We will discuss. Yeah, let, let me know where you're staying for Frontal Equinox. Maybe we can work. Maybe I can just ship it right to the hotel. Uh, I'll be, I'll be staying with Frank over in Toronto. You 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 know Frank over in Toronto, right? Frank, it, you know what? Um, oh wait a minute, the the Frank next to next to um, Google Bob. Bob, no no no, Bob. Bob. You know oh. they have international shipping on these things, right? Dude, international shipping is one thing. They're asking for a freaking arm and a leg. I would need to get Bobby Carey to donate the rest of his finger in order to get shipping over here. Well, the reason why they're asking thirty pounds is because they get you to you in ten working days. And they're probably putting it in like packages with like cooling packs and such. Possibly, which because is- I had a company do that, and they used dry ice, which added to the weight, of course, but it kept it cold all the way here. Yeah, you're really not supposed to use that stuff anymore for most shipping. But be that as it may, be that as it may, um, it, it's not stuff that needs to be kept cold. It's room temperature stuff. So in any case, <laughs> like everything else in England, we will, yeah, but have you seen what happens to some of that ship when it gets shipped? If it's not in a temperature control environment, oh, I know, I know, I know, yeah. I know, I know shipping stuff in the summer is bad. Shipping stuff in winter. Good. Much, much better. Anyway. Oh, they have a Valentine's day section. Yeah. Like you're going to have anybody from, Oh no, wait, that's me. Never yeah, mind. Uh, yeah. 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 Excuse me. Yeah, that that's been the last decade, sure, but you know, times have changed. You know, I'll go ahead and I'll say it one more time. Betty Boop, Jessica Rabbit, Jasmine of Agrabah. Left hand, lubrication. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> You're making me lose my place. Uh Jasmine of Agrabah. Uh Hollywood and uh whatever mink. The only five I would have ever left my wife for. And when I told her this, she said, that's all well and good, honey. Just remember two words, paper cuts. Thanks, hon. Appreciate that. I've never forgotten that. That's why you have to join the dark side. Not only do we have cookies, but we have Elvira. Dude, isn't it? Well, she's, she's retiring. Dude, as it is, I've got the dark side right here in my grubby little hand. It's, it's not cool. All right, so let's let's get to the whole. I have the dark side too, but I'm wearing pants. Yeah, that's okay. Oh, okay. Um, bring some plastic sheeting creaming all over the place over the tripping. Seriously, if you look up what that stuff actually, there we go. That's better. Look up what that stuff is like. Seriously, it is absolutely fantastically delicious. It really, really, really is. Maybe I'll get in touch with the guys over there over there at Merseyside and see if they can. Uh, yeah, whatever. I got. I got to see about waking up some, one of these. So, like I said, I went ahead and I said that I was the. I was my favorite atheist, and the only reason why I said that is because I know what I've had to go through. When I was a teenager, for a while, I thought, well, nobody really knows when the next coming of Jesus is. Maybe it's me, and I just don't even know about it. Okay, yeah, I was. I was a kid. I had delusions of grandeur. I mean, whatever, but, you know, I, I bought in whole stock, uh, Roman Catholic, Italian. It, it was, it was what you did. It was who you were. And well, you know, after all these years, I've got 
people in my family who I know for well probably uh, don't really look very highly on me in what I do and, you know, doing the show and, and talking the way that I do. And I know for well that there's one person that I went to high school with uh, who, uh, how could I best word? He's still a dick. Yeah, uh, there's, there's no other way of wording it. You guys might remember, this was the guy who said that uh, uh, he he was going to go ahead and um, uh, kiss his wife and cuddle up to her before he went to bed tonight, something that I wouldn't be able to do anymore. Yeah, it was uh, him. Yeah, that ass. Him. Yes, yes. I've I've wanted to go look him up and, and uh, try to see what it is that, uh, that he's been up to every once in a while. And then I think to myself, nah, it's not worth it. It really isn't. Although, truth be told, I would really love to have the opportunity of doing something destructive. Yeah, but then I think about it and I'm just like, I can't make bail. So, yeah, why bother? So, you know, me, I'm proud of what I've done and what I've accomplished and what I've been able to do. And don't get me wrong, it's not that I'm thinking super highly myself. I know what it is that I've been able to do. I've helped out at least... And very specifically, at least one person that was a temporary co-host on the show. Uh, you guys might remember out there from Oklahoma. You know, uh, I don't know what it is that she's up to these days. And I'm not going to say I don't care, but it's more a matter of, like I say with a lot of people, you're a good person. Okay. You're doing okay. Okay, that's that's all that matters to me. I helped get you in that place. You know, I'm, I'm grateful to hear about it, but don't worry about it, man. Don't thank me. Keep paying it forward to somebody else. Help them. Do good. You know, what what more could you possibly ask for? So I'll put it out there to you guys, and especially you guys over there in the live chat. Who is it that is you you've felt has inspired you or you feel proud for or you w- would love to be able to emulate um elon musk out of the equation for a little bit because oh my god <laughs> throwing away a car, perfectly serviceable car like that man what the hell was wrong with you he forgot to stop and ask for directions no yeah. no 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 guys it's foresight you see you need one when he gets to mars exactly once, once they finish terraforming Mars and Elon Musk comes out of his cryopod because, you know, he's going to be there and the roads are already set. They're going to pull that sucker down from orbit. He's going to plug it in overnight. And that Tesla Roadster is going to be ripping up the pavement all over the surface of Mars. Man, I can just see it now. Your Uber driver will be here in 1.3 AU. That's perfect. That's exactly right. Some people are smart enough with science to know exactly what I was going with on that one. I saw that one on uh, Reddit. Yeah, that, that was shortly, shortly after launch. I like uh, somebody, uh, so, some first address on Twitter, um, photoshopped uh, his his head onto the head of a uh, spaceman. And, you know, breaking news, spaceman takes off his helmet and reveals his true identity. <laughs> And suddenly you've got a psychedelically colored fox driving the roadster towards the asteroid belt. And all I could think of right there was, you know, that's almost feasible. Yeah. Yeah. Very well before they get there. 
Yeah, there was there was somebody who did a little cartoon of that, and uh, Elon Musk is over there. He's smiling. Somebody's trying to ask him a question, and all of a sudden, he's just shivering, 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 pop, fizz, pop, fizz, and all of a sudden, there he is in the roadster. Bye, bitches! <laughs> you know, I, I have to wonder, and maybe it's maybe I'm um, thinking uh, two different purpose suits, but like, okay, so the spaceman is dressed up, or it, it is a mannequin, clothed in the next generation spacesuit that's coming from spacex right and uh, so, uh officially he's called starman just just for the record i'm drinking shut up no 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 no. It, anyway yeah i know i know anyways my only quite my only thought is okay um you look at like the the big suits that the astronauts have to wear when they do spacewalk and the amount of sort of engineering and pressure controls and everything that have to go into that suit so the question I have is, is that suit to replace the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man thing with all the gear that they have now? Or is this something more along the lines of, say, what they would use on Mars or where while in transit, like on board a ship, to serve as a possible but very temporary uh, survival suit? Just what little I know of spacesuit technology and requirements uh, that suit, as it looked, did not look like it was the type of one that would keep a person from exploding due to lack of pressure. I honestly don't know. I, I would, you know, for well, I'm not a betting man, but I'm more betting that it's probably a transit suit okay. more than anything else for dragon. Uh, considering that you're looking at, I believe it was supposed to be. Uh, seven occupants in the capsule. Mm-hmm. That's it, it. It's a big capsule. Don't get me wrong, but you know you, you want to be comfortable and you want to be able to survive if something should go wrong for a specific yeah. amount of time. And yeah, I mean, it doesn't look like there's room enough in there for the pampers that they would typically wear. And yeah, I know, I know. Well, well, no, but I mean, that, that was just kind of the question. So, like, I mean, it's it's very form fitting. It's kind of stylish in a you know, Thunderbirds 2086 meets space 2001 type slim suit. Oh, don't get me started on space 1999. But all I'm saying is, um, it it just, the suit seems a little bit, um, too skinny or too sparse to, to serve the kind of purpose that I thought it might've been designed for. Um, again, I, I could be completely wrong. It was just, that was the first question that popped up in my head. When I started looking at it, like, is uh, boom, you know? <laughs> no, I hear you. Uh, then again, also considering that most of the uh, suit technology goes back to, you know, the the sixties and seventies. Fair point. Fair. The point. The changes in material and and uh, creation. Mm-hmm. I would not be at all surprised if this is as good, uh, on par, or even better in some respects. I don't know. We, we, we'll have to wait and find out. You know what? The next time we have Elon Musk on the show, we'll ask him. How's that sound, everybody? <laughs> I, I would definitely, I would ask that question. I would take, I would stay totally sober for that show. Uh, yeah, like it's any different from any other show. Uh, so let's see. Uh, Devin. Devin's actually got something over here. Um, mm-hmm. My favorite living atheist. Gotta be Lawrence Krauss. And uh, yeah, I'm going to be coming over to you in uh, just a second on this one, uh, Bridge. Uh, Lawrence Krauss, the astrophysicist. All right, first off, if you don't know who Lawrence fucking Krauss is, 
saying the astrophysicist isn't going to help you. Seriously, it's really... <laughs> Sorry, it's just a matter of... Anyway, um, if you haven't read A Universe from Nothing, you should. Now, if memory serves, he is also the same one that wrote uh, The Physics of Star Trek. Yes. And, okay, which is, a, which is a book that I have. I do, too. And, and yep. it's autographed. Yep. <laughs> and uh, better. Yeah, as a, as a matter of fact, Dallin, uh, I was going... If I was able to get to him, I was going to get my copy signed and sent off to you to go along with your little paperwork of everybody's uh, everybody's signature for you from that. Yeah, comment. that was uh, <laughs> that was a, a very interesting thing to to get in the mail that day. I have to say, and I, I got to say, if anybody if anybody who signed that thing is listening, thank you. That meant a lot coming home and. Uh, after all that bullshit that I had to put up with, yeah, there goes the tag for tonight. But uh, yeah, I I regret missing that one. I, I hope I can go to another one at some point. Um, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely clear to fly and everything, but uh, you know, you know, don't don't even give me this, dude. You traded you traded glasses with George, so don't even get started with me, man. <laughs> So anyway, let's let's uh, Bridget. You you know about uh, you know about Doctor Krauss a hell of a lot better than than I do for one. So it, it, tell us a little bit about what you know of the the good professor. Uh, well, he is the author of several books. Um, I don't remember how many off the top of my head, um, and he also does some spots on. Uh, I think it's universe from nothing or something like that. Um, he does a lot of guest columns for Scientific American, New York Times, and is one of these people who can explain how a GPS works and do it in such a way that lay people can understand. Yeah, that's that's something that uh, I've I've oh, I I remember very clearly when I was considering how to uh how to become uh, a music teacher yes once upon a time i wanted to be a music teacher hi uh the idea was you need to know a subject well enough to be able to explain it to someone who knows nothing about the subject and is anyway. i've understood he's one of those people that really does have the ability of doing that in a in a very personal way he does and if I'm not mistaken, he is still on staff at Arizona State University as still? a professor, as a professor, yeah. and is, I believe he's the head of the Origins Project. If he's I'm not sorry. the head of it, then he's on, you know, on the board of it, but the Origins Project at Arizona State University, um, Origins of the Universe and doing research and all that gotcha. so all of the all, all of the um what made this all of what we've got currently right now right preceded the big bang uh, exactly and um you know the obligatory trips to the CERN laboratory and um he was involved in the discovery of gravitational waves last year Damn. Yeah. Uh, so that was the LIGO, if yes. I remember correctly, right? Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, that's damn it. That's another one I got to put into the uh, I got to put into the notes about uh, because the the LIGO array and what it discovered and what it's what a gravitational wave sounds like when two supermassive bodies collide. Um, yeah, it 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 sounds like a it sounds like a whistle. I'm not going to try to whistle really loud right now because I'm going to screw up my microphone settings. Uh, for mm. other people who may not have heard of him, um, he was also on the board of scientists who <coughs> recently um, agreed to move ahead on the doomsday clock. And I'm sure most people understand or have heard of that before. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's that's. And they that, moved it to what a minute and a half before midnight. I think it's like two that. minutes now. Yeah, that's that's what, what I, think, I, well, I think they moved it up thirty seconds from last year. I think is <sighs> what I'm trying to remember. I'm probably misremembering it. Yeah, it's okay. Eh. <laughs> but they did move it up again this year, and uh, he was part of the decision to do that, and uh, helped present that information. Uh, so the uh, uh, a universe from nothing. I-, I will admit, I have not read, and I will also admit, I have not recreationally read books in an embarrassingly long amount of time. I will admit that. However, I do still have my copy of the Physics of Star Trek, and even though it doesn't go into the heavy-duty physics of a lot of stuff. I do, every once in a while, flip through a, a section, because you know, I've got it, it, it I've got it in my uh, in my bedroom, and every once in a while I will flip through, and I'm just like, alright, let's stop over here. Oh! Well, <laughs> excuse me. So, this is a chapter about um, uh, artificial intelligence, and what it would look like, and could we make a data and then goes through all of the different things, and it's like, well, I don't need to know a lot about um, heavy-duty physics to know this stuff. Okay, I'm on board. Of course, I'm also the type of person that actually knows what an LN64 is. Those of you that know what an LN64 is, you know, uh, you, congratulations, you nerd. <laughs> you, you, you don't know what an LN64 is, do you, Dallin? No, not really. Yeah, it's good. That's good. Trust me. It's 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 a good thing that you don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh and, oh TD. Are you talking uh, about a remote diode? Uh no, as a matter of fact, uh an LN64 is the model of the engine nacelles from the refit enterprise from Star Trek the Motion Picture. Shut up. Yes, yeah, I know you, these things. You have yeah, you've earned your nerd credit. You know what? I, I you I don't, I don't want, I don't even, <laughs> don't even, don't even, you know, all right, fine, moving on. Uh, who, who else was over here? Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Okay. Yes. We, we, we kind of, we, uh, we, we kind of need to talk about that one too, because, um, Neil deGrasse Tyson has stated officially several times over, many times over, almost every time over, the only ist I am is a scientist mm-hmm. anything after that you you just define me however you like but at least know full well i'm a scientist and 
if you wanted to find me past that, that's just because of the way that I act and operate. And, you know, I can't stop you from defining me however you think I should be. Now, I'm semi-paraphrasing. I'm semi-quoting. But there is there is a lot of animosity that has happened to Neil deGrasse Tyson. Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Dr. Professor. Neil De, Mr. Dr. Professor Neil deGrasse Tyson, who... How many? How many more titles can I throw in here? Is he? Is uh, he a junior? J- just quote while you're ahead. Uh, I just stop right there, uh, yeah. because because a lot of folks in the atheist community really wanted him to just say, "I'm an atheist." And for a little while at first, I was kind of on board with that, and then I heard him use the whole "I'm a scientist" because that's the only ist I am. And I got to thinking more about it and I finally kind of got on board with him. I define myself as a scientist. I don't think anything further past that. And if my actions define me as something because you see those actions and you see that I fit into that particular pigeonhole, um, Okay, I can't change the way you think about me because that's the way that I operate. So, okay, I was I was never really um, like I've I've heard people like like David Silverman screams <laughs> at him. Mm-hmm. You know, he he wants to grab him by his mustache and scream right in his face. You're an atheist. Deal with it. And I I've I've seen a couple of um, YouTube atheists, which I know that's a bit of a joke these days, and believe me, it is. Um, have said the same thing, like, oh, you know, he's a, he's, he doesn't want to commit. He's this, he's that. And it's like, okay, there, there is a a video that I saw of him where he's talking about education and he is on par with a guy like Aaron Raw when it comes to intelligent design and textbooks. He has said, and I'm kind of paraphrasing here, um, if you think that intelligent design belongs in a science class, then you and I have a problem. And right there, to me, that to me is his, his deed, not words. That makes me say, you know what? I can get on board with him. Because, you know, in truth, I think I'm a lot like him. Like a lot of people say, well, you know, if you're, if you're an atheist and you're not an activist, you're, you're a pussy, you're, you're, you're whatever, you know, be, you know, be, because apparently every atheist out there has to have a YouTube channel or has to have a blog or has to be an activist. Guilty. I'm guilty. Well, it, uh, t- well, to be fair, it's not so much that I'm an activist so much as that I, <laughs> uh, I'm just vain. Exactly. But some people would act, there are, there are some people in the atheist community and i do do this because whatever yeah there are some who would say that you're not doing enough and it's it's gotten very it it has been very divisive over the years and a lot of people just said you know what screw it Mm -hmm. my stance on it is i don't give a damn what you believe Okay, I'm still a very live and let live kind of guy. 
where my problem is when you want to invoke something like Sharia law, which is religious based, when you want to introduce policies, laws, bills, etc., based on religion, Pence. which is in direct violation of your own constitution. I'm talking as an outsider here, folks. And I can see that this is illegal mm-hmm. against the law. And yet there are people in political parties like, I'm above the law because I got God on my side. Wrong. Oh, that's why I'm sitting in this chair right now. This is why I'm speaking into a camera to people. This is why I'm putting my face out on a freaking YouTube channel. Is because there are people out there who want to put their own religion as a law for the rest of us to follow because it's their belief. And that I don't stand for. You know, Ray Comfort wants to talk about, you know, oh, you know, the young earth creationism flat. I don't give a damn. Okay. As far as I'm concerned, you're making a complete and utter idiot of yourself and people are laughing at you. And yes, I know I need to go on a diet. Will you give me a break? No, 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 no. God damn it. No. The, <laughs> you, you know what? The, all right. First off, TD, you know what? Screw you, man. Screw you. TD is over in the over in the live chat and, and you know, between Stephanie and TD, you know, damn it, you know. Uh, anyway, uh, no, I what I what I sent uh in the private chat to us was the diet analogy. Well, you spelled you, analogy wrong. Remember, well, analogy starts with anal. Yes, yes, it did. <laughs> anyway, the the old diet analogy is I'm on a diet. I'm not allowed to have donuts. You're not allowed to have donuts because I'm on a diet. Yes. That's how religious yeah. law ends up getting into the public well, sector, and that's wrong. And that's just it. Like You guys have a constitution. That is your founding document. That is the document from which the laws are supposed to go. Yep. And, you know, anybody wants to talk about, well, you know, what laws are based on morals and, you know, objective morality, but yeah. Okay. Look, pal. And here, nope. Here's my counter. Um, you guys are going to have to help me out on this one because being in the States that you guys are. Counter spell, I think is too blue and no. Oh, sorry. I think I'm talking about it for a second. Somebody tell me from the year 1900 to today, what has been the legal age of marriage between them, between or for a woman, the age of consent, the age that you could legally marry? Uh, okay. I need, I need to kind of clarify this one a little bit. And this is not the beer talking because yes, I did finish up the beer. Mm-hmm. It's, it's beer. It's beer. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah, that's three. Up, right. uh, the, are, are you referring to the federal level? Because states have different ones around in the United States. It fluctuates anywhere between 15 and 18 years old, depending on which state you live in. And there you've just answered my question. 
morality is not objective. It is not absolute. Because Otherwise, today, all the would be the same. Well, everything, all laws would have been the same. Correct. It would still be legal to burn witches. You better check your books on that one, just just to make sure I'm not talking completely out of my ass. There was um, actually one state that has law in the books that's still in play because it's harder to get laws taken off the books than it is to add them. Oh, I but know, not, I know. But it's not enforced. And what it is is it says that if a man and a woman go get a hotel room together and a woman is a virgin, they may not have uh, sex uh, in, in the uh, hotel. And um, to discourage it, uh, they actually had to have separate beds. And then to prevent, you know, more, they, there was another one added on top of that to, you can't have sex on the floor between the beds. I mean, there, there, there were all these laws about trying to make sure that, you know, even if you're married to this person, if, if, they're, if this woman's a virgin, it's not happening in a hotel. Yeah. And these were laws. Yeah. And then, you know, then came the like industry. Like your hotel. horse to the parking meter. It's yeah. illegal in Manhattan. There, there's a law here in Calgary that if you are a, um, if you're convicted and you are uh, released from jail, mm-hmm. you are to be escorted to the edge of town. You are to be issued a horse and a gun with six bullets. And you are to get out of town and never return. After you get out of jail? Yes. You, you are escorted by the police to the edge of town, put on a horse, and given a gun so that you can survive your trek to the next town. Oh, shit. I'd, I'd sign up for that. That way this, I could sell the horse, the gun, and the bullets. And, yeah, and this law bullets. is apparently still on the books here. And this is a city of over a million people. And right up until about 15 years ago, I haven't seen a horse in city limits that wasn't uh, in a parade or on the back or on a, like a ceremonial for mounted police. Horses are expensive. The the office, the office I work at uh, 20 years ago didn't exist. The area that it's built on right now was nothing more than an open field. And I remember, uh, coming home one night on the train and catching a glimpse of that open field and actually seeing two people riding horses and and the horses were just grazing. It was open prairie, man. And now you don't see that anymore. But again, the, this, a law like this is still on the books. And I mean, um, my friend Tay on our, uh, on our Thursday night show years ago or a couple of years ago, uh, one of his things was to do the top five stupidest laws by state. And, and, and let me tell you, y'all got some major cleaning to do down there. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. And, and, Again, and, and, this goes back to it is easier to put a law in the books. It, it is. It is. Than it is but, to take one off. It's also yeah. easier to just not pay attention to it, to completely ignore it and not enforce it. Yeah. Unless it's convenient. Well, which is kind of too bad, too, because then eventually, you know, somebody starts yelling and screaming, we need to put this law in the books. Well, actually, we've had the law in the books for the past 40 years. Uh, You've just been too lazy to read it. And now that something has finally come up about it, you actually have to go back and think. And then the politician triples down and says, no, we need this law. You already have it. Yeah. You know, hold hold on a second, because there's there's a piece in here that I want to that I want to kind of get. Um. It, it it's kind of the the 
the flip side to the whole which atheist do you like um we we remember that over the last couple of years and and i can say that now because we've been on the air for well not exactly on the air but for a long time now at least it feels that way some days some nights uh the folks who have not been trying to get sharia law on the books but the ones on my side of the border who have been yelling, screaming, and complaining and passing legislation to say that Sharia will not be recognized as a valid form of law. So here's the thing that I love when it comes to the the atheists that I do like, the people who have called out those ignorant mofos on the idiocy of trying to debate, argue, and then pass legislation that says Sharia law shall not be recognized in XYZ area of the United States of America when the founding document, as Dallin mentioned before, the Constitution says that the Constitution is the highest form of law in the land. What part of this did you guys miss? You spent how many hours debating something that was a non-issue in the first seriously no, guys you know what it was though it's uh, you know it, it's amazing how many people how many of the normies out there crap on furries when legislation like that god i'm, I'm doing the the donald trump hand thing i'm sorry sorry uh, <laughs> but, but but it's helping me it, it's helping me to better enunciate and elucidate what I'm trying to say here. Look, Dallin, at least you're not doing this with everybody. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I have to start twacking a screen. You've lost the game. <laughs> Anyways. Um, the, the reason they're doing that, though, is that it's the shiny. Yeah. And any furries listening, you know exactly what I'm talking about. This is... Y- yeah, the, the general public has a huge case of ADOS, attention deficit. Oh, shiny! Yeah, that, Eli, that's, Eli, Eli so, Bostic will tell you. Jingle keys, jingle keys. Yes, yes, he's right. Actually, shit, I don't know where my keys are right now. Yeah, so, so like you can you can roll up a thing of the Constitution, uh, maybe put a lead pipe in it, and beat people over the head with it to say this is the law. You you could have Judge Dredd. You know, and a big promo thing there in his armor and stuff, you know, saying, holding it up, going, this is the law. You know, you could do that. But no, you, you need that. People want that extra little bit of reassurance. And then some nutball goes, hey, I can get elected on this. So oh. then he does it. And suddenly, our hero. And then, you know, ignore the fact that he tried to screw a 14-year-old boy who was just checking his luggage because he enacted the no Sharia, you know, Sharia law, thou shalt not pass. That's what he's done. Now he gets elected, even though the fact the guy is a complete and utter swill sucking dirt bag. Bridget, Bridget. Uh, God, I got a drink when uh, I do this more often. Two words. Two words. Fucking Pence. Uh, don't we, even get me we started we, on my Pence. I'm no, not we, wrong. We no, you're not, no, and that's the problem. Wrong. We 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 can't we can't gloss over that without talking about what a shit stain he is on humanity for what he did to your state and could potentially do for the rest of the fucking country. 
which which thing was it that he uh, that he that he was advocating for? conversion therapy? That's what it was, motherfucker. Yes, I went ahead and I said it. I don't care. And, and, and you know what? That, that's the other thing too. Is is like honestly, you should wrap the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Treaty of Tripoli, um, the latest medical journal. Although wrapping that one around a lead pipe might be kind of tough. You know what? Uh, I don't care. It's 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 what the size of a phone book anyway. You know what? I don't, we'll bro- we'll bronze it and use it over his head. How's that? Clear enough. No, but I, but I'm saying this has to become. There has to become an intern or a a federal, the federally appointed Ministry of the Clue by Four. <laughs> I like oh, that. Oh, you know the the Common Sense Brigade. God, if if only if, dude, I, I hate to say it this way, but from your lips to God's ears, it's the only way that I can really describe it. The, for, all right, all right, all right. Back up a second, because I'm 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 flying down this 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 railroad without a break at this point. Yes, I know, I know, I know. I, there's there's a whole other break on train thing. I know, I know. Come Don't on, go there right now. On a crazy train. Wrong one. <laughs> All you guys, so all, all you 4chan B people don't even don't even get started. All right, let's let's just back this up a second. Bridget conversion therapy. The absolute hell is it? Who what was it that Mr. Pence was trying to do with it? And uh what what is it actually worth other than you know good for a a a, a song from war? Well, it's, it's pseudoscience, it doesn't work. It causes lasting psychological damage to people. Yeah, but what is it? But what is it? It is taking the pray the gay away one step further and um, trying to make associations with same sex feelings uh, repulsive by negative operant conditioning. Um, they would show you a stimulus, like um, you know, if if you were a lesbian, for example. If you went into therapy, they would show you pictures of, you know, lesbians, you know, uh, kissing each other or something like that. And, um, you know, sometimes they would shock you or give you a negative association with that to try to turn you, you know, against feeling that way and to make it repulsive to you. Yeah. Over in uh, over in the live chat, TDTF pod torture to make you not sex. Yes. Uh, the the grammar aside, yeah. Uh, for uh, Stephanie, quote conversion therapy is torture. Uh, yeah. Uh, is it? Um, would it be too hyperbolic to say uh, brainwashing? It is, and for people who fail at it, um, you know, it can cause them to become suicidal. I I almost get the feeling that. Even for the people to whom it would like succeed, like where where the programming and, and that's really what it is. It is programming. Uh, even if it's stuck, I, I still think there would be that. Um, uh, Shujin, what's the word that you usually? The, the the little nudge in the back there, the the little thing niggling at the back of your head. Yeah, that's saying this is wrong. But now you've got all this scar tissue between that and your frontal lobe. Um, that is basically scrambling that signal. Yeah. It's, uh, oh shit. Oh, mother of Christ. Uh, I'm sorry. 
I I have to mute my microphone because I got to tapity 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 on the on the keyboard really quickly. Otherwise, I'm going to forget this thing. Uh, keep talking. <laughs> no, like um, like has there been? Uh, Bridge, I'm kind of going to you with this one, um, just for, because you have a, mil- a bit of a military background. Uh, thing psychological programming. Like, has that ever been a thing for anything other than like conversion therapy? Well, like, have you I heard mean, anything it is, of it? It is, yeah, it was in the military. Um, and there were several experiments that were done in the 50s and 60s that were not exactly ethical. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's one way to put it. Well, I, I, I guess when you kind of get into the, 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 the whole thing about ethical experimentation. Yeah, uh, without people's implicit consent is unethical. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. It just um, I I, I kind of go to the whole thing about omelets and eggs sometimes. I mean, but but yeah, no. I I, I guess what I'm wondering is that like uh, like for PTSD, for instance, mm-hmm. like um, I I've never suffered it and if I've met anybody that's actually experienced it, they've done a great job covering it up because I, I think the only person I know that suffers any of it is, um, our fellow panelist, Joey. Um, well, but, I do as well, but you, do, uh, you just have not seen me, uh, <laughs> no, seen me I, when I'm triggered. No, I, I haven't. And, but, but I have heard that you, I, I mm-hmm. think you did mention one time that, uh, what your, what your trigger is. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a couple of them. To, sorry. Got a couple of them. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to like when I think about psychological programming, like a way to um overcome something like that, like could there be a benefit from that kind of sort of aversion therapy or something? Like well, it's what you're talking of is like a desensitization. Um where you're exposing someone to something uh, with their consent, mm-hmm. you know, gradually over time to where, you know, if they, for example, had a phobia of elevators, yeah. then you might take them to the elevator and let them push, you know, push the buttons one week. Then the next week you might have them right up one floor. You know, the next week you might have them take two floors, um, you know, accompanied with a friend or something and, you know, gradually work up to where they can ride it by themselves. And maybe feel some anxiety, but be able to cope with it. Okay. I, I think that's actually what I was thinking of. Um, but you wouldn't throw it in their face unsolicited. Uh, that would be unethical. Uh, yeah. And, and probably would shock them out of it. That's just, no. Yeah. And, and you probably wouldn't end up doing anything anyway. Um, because I think you would actually. Reinforce the fear. Uh, big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also make that person, uh, not only averse to elevators, but now, but averse to you because now you've been associated with, yeah, you're the asshole that pushed me into a freaking elevator. Right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I was, uh, I was, I was barking up completely the wrong tree there. Yeah. Uh, sorry about, uh, sorry about going a little manic there for a couple of seconds. Uh, there is a Star Trek next generation episode that, uh, I do not have the series on Blu-ray. I don't have it on disc. I don't have it on, on, uh, on, um, I was about to say vinyl, Jesus, look at me, uh, on VHS or anything like that. Uh, but I just remembered there was one where there was a culture that was androgynous that the the official 
uh, governmental policy was opposite sex, if such a thing were to be even considered like that, so to speak, um, sexual attraction was to be educated out of individuals. And I'm I'm looking right now to try to find out where the hell that episode is to see if I can kind of link to some of that information. Um, it's one of the reasons why I still absolutely love Star Trek Next Generation, because even though a lot of it was hokey, it did what science fiction was supposed to do, which was hold up a mirror to society and make us re-examine a lot of pieces. And that was... Granted, that would have been early 90s at that point, 90, 91, maybe, but yeah. it's scary, freaky shit, man. Well, scary, freaky there's shit. another, and actually getting a little bit more um, current year or close to it, uh, the Orville. I don't know if you watch it at all. I've been able to watch a couple episodes, yeah. Yeah, there was an episode where um, uh, I think it was one of the officers uh, laid an egg. Correct. Spoiler alert! Yeah, and when the egg egg. yeah, when the when the when the egg hatched, it was female, and that society, no, it's it's not it, it it must never be a thing, so it became mandatory, uh, reassignment surgery, and I imagine programming. Um. And spoiler, sadly, um, what you'd expect from a Star Trek-esque show didn't happen. And I was, I was a little enraged at that because I, I know what they were going after and what they were trying to do. Uh, I, I, I actually know the reflection they were trying to emulate at that point, and it really it struck a chord. Let's just put it that way. But, but again, going back to the whole thing about like, uh, morality and laws and stuff like that, where they talk about objective and absolute morality in this century, in these past two centuries alone, the social morale, moral paradigm has shifted so much. Like from 1900 to now, that's 118 years. That, that's that's a twitch in the time stream for when you don't want to talk about life. And uh, yeah, Ken Ham, if you throw those four digits at me, I got, well, I got one to throw back at you. Um, you know, 6,000 years, yeah. Um, but all this talk about, you know, like morality comes from the Bible, it's absolute and everything like that, and we must follow it. And then you have other people say, well, no, morality comes from the Quran, it's absolute. Well, no, it isn't. We've seen evidence of morals shifting over the years, like societal paradigms have shifted. Cultures have shifted in subtle ways, but it's enough to say that, uh, no, you cannot, you should not have laws based on religion. And that's why I'm here. That's why I fight. And holy crap, did I Bill Cosby that one? As in, I went out into like orbit around Pluto and came back to get to my point. And I apologize. I, I tend to ramble and rant on this show. I'm sorry. It, 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 it's kind of, you know, like, like Joey keeps saying, man, it's what I do. It's, it's kind of what we do. I, I know, but I, 
I heard somewhere that someone's getting pissed off that uh, apparently we don't allow other people to talk. Uh, Wait, I thought what? I heard some. I, I thought I heard something somewhere that there wasn't uh, th- that people weren't getting supposedly getting equal time or something like that. I, I think it was some joker put it on Facebook or something. I cannot remember. But shut up while while the men folk are talking. <laughs> uh, in a nutshell, yeah, that's well, kind of where they were going with it. Well, okay. Uh, to, to be to be fair, there have been studies that have tried to figure out when there are collections of people in a conference who talk and people are asked about it afterwards. When women speak 15% of the time, men overall. So don't, don't, don't take this as an absolute overall think that it was a balanced enough conversation, but when it starts to get up into like 30% of the time, Men feel, again, generically, feel that women have been overly dominating the conversation. I have stated every freaking time, I don't care who you are. I try my damnedest to give everybody on the panel, no matter how many people we've got, as much time as possible to make whatever points. And that's not because I think that uh, it's not because I'm a feminist. It's not because I, I like anybody better. It's because I'm a decent fucking human being. Oh, spoilers. I use the F word. Sorry. But, you know, Bridget talks when she talks because that's when she's ready and comfortable too. And she's got something that she wants to put out there. Every once in a while, I have to pull it out of her. But God, whatever. But, you know, whatever. Sometimes I just don't have that much to contribute to a certain topic. I mean, yeah. If other people are covering it fine, then I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I just, there, there's some, I, I get a little self-conscious sometimes. Just, you know, it's like. Uh, well, as you should. I mean, you're a pain in the ass half the time. You know that, right? No, tech is the pain in the ass. Yeah, it's true. That's true. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, no, that, that's kind of my stand. I was like, um, if you're trying to supplant your legal system with religious-based laws, then you and I have a problem, and mm-hmm. that's why I'm here. Yeah, that's why I'm here as well. Yeah, and yeah, Bridget. Uh, honestly, you've you've had the uh, I, I would dare say you've had the front row seat with this kind of BS for I think as long as I've known you. Oh yeah, because uh, yeah. I mean I've known you through the show, and uh, I mean I mean we did that episode pension pension plan. Uh, when he yeah. was trying to put through that uh, that one three three seven law, mm-hmm. which I don't know if that was a coincidence or if he was trying to be hip. Yeah, late. <laughs> and I'm and I'm so glad. I I am I'm ecstatic. I'm so glad that I'm still young at heart enough that when I watch these old fogies try to 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 glom onto something like that and just to watch them fail spectacularly it just makes me want to laugh my 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 poor little ass off <laughs> <laughs> so let's see who can we consider as uh good models i i can back back to it all if you don't mind i wouldn't mind listing off a few be my myself. guest 
Okay. Makes it easier for me, so I don't have to come up. Well, with and this. I and I am and I'm going to get into about five levels of trouble with some of the people I'm going to mention here. Uh, yeah. One, uh, Seth Andrews. Uh, the reason I I like him is um, he's well spoken. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've read his book Deconverted, and I've kind of get a sense of what he's gone through. I like that he's. With, with all the changing times and everything, he's actually remained quite constant in his subject matter and what he does. Um, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of atheists who started off have drifted to other subject matter. Um, he's remained pretty rock solid. I like his format. I like, um, he doesn't get, uh, he's not a firebrand. No. And I, and I, and I like that. Like, I mean, I understand the nece- the necessity for firebrands, but sometimes I think there's got to be a good cop in the whole good cop, bad cop thing. That, that's kind of how I think of it. See, I have um, friends who are religious and if they want to know something atheist and they want to hear, you know, from the atheist community rather than just from me, the first thing I do is like, you know, Go, go to Seth Andrews. Uh, yeah. He he hosts a show called The Thinking Atheist, and listen to some of his shows. If you really want to get an idea, go listen to him. Why? Because he's very non-threatening. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I send them over to Dark Matter twenty five twenty five, it's like, oh, uh, yeah, you just got you you just got nicely slapped. Yeah, and actually, that's that was the second one I was going to mention was Dark Matter twenty five twenty five. Uh, I like him yeah, YouTube atheist, animator supreme, uh, and some of the storylines he's coming up with these days, uh, like some of his more current stuff, it kind of plays volleyball with your brain, and I really like it. <laughs> and you have to love Jeffrey. I love Jeffrey. Oh, Je- Jeffrey's awesome. <laughs> um, but then um, I'm twisting it a little bit now. Uh, another one, he hasn't done a lot of atheistic stuff recently. But I've mentioned him many times before on this show, and that is Thunderfoot. He was one of the first that I actually started watching. I, I watched his Why Do People Laugh at Creationists? Um, and this is before I knew anything about YouTube drama. Mm-hmm. Uh, all I know is that he went after um, this Venom Fang X, who was a young Earth creationist, uh, who's some of the things he said is just mind-numbingly naive. Like, honestly, go back and watch those episodes. They still hold up. Uh, And, of course, this is where I also ran into, for the first time, our old buddy, Nephi. You know, one of the first people to actually leave a comment on one of our shows. Although I'm still convinced it was a bot. Um. But no, he, he's so, so yeah, he's gone after Venom Fang X. He went after Nephilim Free. Um, he's gone after Ben Stein. Uh, he's gone after uh, Ken Ham. He's been interviewed by Ray Comfort. Um, I remember lot, that. Yeah, it was to do with the, uh, you know, if you had the chance, would you go back and kill Hitler? Mm-hmm. And I think at the time, Thunderfoot said no, he wouldn't. Because you have absolutely no idea the the person that could have come after him could have been worse. You know, so do you, do you, do you, do you want to roll the dice on that kind of scale? 
And, and besides, which if he says, you know what, if I did go back and kill Hitler, we'd be back here at exactly the same amount of time or at the same time, you asking me if you could go back in time and kill so-and-so, would you do that? Like, that's the thing. Like, you know, you, you, you kill one, someone else is going to take their place. It's just, it's the natural thing. Um, and actually Devin, um, he's actually stopped doing that now. Uh, he's going more after pseudoscience nowadays. He's, he's debunking a lot of, uh, he actually went after the arc, uh, arc encounter a couple of times, uh, which was fun to watch. Um, he's actually been poking holes in a lot of, uh, bad Kickstarters lately. Um, I think he's trying to get away from, uh, the, um, anti-feminist SJW type stuff because it's been kind of done to death, but he was still one of the first ones that I saw. And I wish I could have met him at an atheist convention, uh, back in the heyday. Cause I think, um, well, I'd still, I, I would actually love to meet him one day. Uh, if anything, just have a beer with him and just say, you know what? Um, thanks for getting me into this mess. <laughs> and, um, and my, my last one, of course, is, is Neil deGrasse Tyson, because again, yes, he's a scientist, but you know what? Astronomy is one of my loves and he just does it right. I'm sorry. So, you know, he may not consider himself an atheist, but what he thinks about where religion belongs is kind of in line with what I think. So I, I can run with that. By the way, uh, for, uh, uh, for the folks that are listening after the fact, uh, I was able to relocate the episode that I was looking for, by the way, and I do have it in the show notes. Uh, the episode from next generation was called the outcast. <clears throat> and you're going to have to explain, um, uh, my particular project at this point, the name. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the, um, the outcast is, um, difficult to, uh, to watch because of the, uh, because of the subject matter, a race on a planet that is, uh, a, uh, uh, I forget exactly what the right term for it is, but um, they're they're not supposed to have male or female. They're and androgynous, effectively. And one of the scientists working with the crew finally says, "You know what? I've been living a lie all these years. I'm gonna go ahead and finally stake my uh, stake my place." And it's uh, like I said, it's one of those things where sci-fi should really do exactly what it does which is to make you really uncomfortable and learn a little something about society. Sorry. You know what? That's, that's a good point. Gene Roddenberry. Mm -hmm. Atheist. Mm -hmm. He had his back up against the wall for the original Star Trek series where they had to deal with uh, Apollo. They ended up meeting the, the the creature who claimed to be the god that ancient Earth knew as Apollo. And they had to say, 
they had to change the script to say we only have we only recognize one god and it hurt it hurt him because it was like that's not that's not the line that I'm writing for him but because of you know 1967 well it's what he had to get away with and it's and that's the thing you you kind of have to you got to watch how far you go yeah and especially if you have an episode that is going to be divisive like that or that has the potential i mean imagine um oh what was the one where the uh you know the guys that had the the black and white faces it was the last two members of their species and they were like oppositely colored like we all knew what the allegory to that was, but I can imagine that probably had a lot of, uh, that, that probably met with a lot of, um, criticism. Yep. Or the one with the, um, the Plutonians or uh, Platonians, I should say, sorry. Um, which was the first, the very first interracial kiss on TV. Sort of. Well, sort of, sort of, yes, sort of now, apparently. Yeah. But, but again, they, there's only so far you can go with your society. I mean, well, I'll tell you right now, the, um, another spoiler, sorry. Uh, the new Star Trek discovery, just settle your tits. Okay. On one of the episodes. Okay. They dropped an F bomb. Yeah, I heard about that. I just about that was a that was a beer out the nose moment for me. It was like, wait a minute, how did you get away with that? It's like, oh, wait a minute, yeah, you're on an online service. You're actually not on TV, but it's like you know, pushing limits. Of course, right now I think they're pushing limits of believability, but uh, I haven't exactly been keeping up on a lot of scientific theory lately. Don't worry about it. The idea of a Six foot tall tardigrade. Yeah. <laughs> I will be perfectly honest. When I first started hearing about the tardigrade, I had no idea how big it was. All I could think was like, okay, if something like that existed and it was like, you know, like the size of a hippo, I, yeah, I think I would have known about it by now, but at the same time, I just wasn't sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Tardigrades are, um, this small, small, yeah, yeah. SM all, yeah, but, but yeah, but apparently this one here was just like swole as as fuck, so yeah. But that's a but that's a that's a whole other thing that's way off the beaten part. Yes. Um. Let's see who who. Uh. You know what I, Bridget? I don't. I don't. You know. I mean, yeah. We we talked about uh, uh, Doctor Krause way early on because you know. It, with easy one low hanging fruit there, but um, who else for you? That's going to be a tough one. Um, I know that Richard Dawkins has gotten into some hot water for you know not being politically correct or um, you know some of the SJW contingent have gone after him and things like that, but he's still a hell of a scientist and a hell of a science communicator. Yeah. To, to, to the criticism, may I just interject? <laughs> okay. 
well, to let's be let's be fair. Some of the criticism leveled against him is is, is legitimate. Is yeah, it, it and he is. really should stay off of Twitter for his own good. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, so Donald only, Trump and you know how's that been? How, how's that been working out? Ladies and gentlemen, the as staff far as the books that he's written, they've been brilliant. Yeah. And I, and I have to give him props for that. And he's and, uh, and, and I can't uh, dismiss his work just because I don't agree with some of his stances and he's put his foot in his mouth and things like that. You know, I, I can't dismiss his work because he, you know, fails to be a good human sometimes. <laughs> See, this is why I wish Chris was on, because then I get to say, we know what, he's English. Chris, can you can you verify this? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I have a problem with labels in general. Um, just just because I, I feel like labels do more to divide people than they do to bring them together. I agree. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. And... You know, I have to give props to David Silverman for all the work that he's done, but I, you know, disagree with him on some things. Like, I don't think everyone has to be a firebrand. I think there are places for people who are not. And yeah, I mm -hmm. label myself as a humanist because that's more in line with how I live. Not all atheists are humanists. A lot of humanists are atheists, but not all. Um, yeah. But humanism is what I do. I've actually still seriously considered every every once in a while, off and on, maybe I should go ahead and get signed up with the Satanic Temple. I've done that. Uh, yeah, I, I did, I've I've, I did I've that. considered it. I was I was considering joining the. Uh, let's see, I, I've I've alternately wanted to go to the Jedi Temple uh, to become a priest of Dudism. I'm a, I'm I'm ordained in the Church of Dudism. Yeah, I am. See, I, I I wonder about that. Like, if I if I became ordained in the Jedi Temple, I wonder if that would uh, be enough for me to get into the uh, to the Freemasons. Not so much. I, sorry, I'm just, well, no. All they've said is that as long as you recognize a higher power, higher they don't give power, a damn what it is. Yeah, the Eastern stars are the same way. <laughs> yeah, you, you pretty much, um, fr from what I've read and from what I've I've heard from other Masons, is all you have to be is agnostic. You don't necessarily have to be uh, a, a Christian or Muslim or a Buddhist or whatever, but you cannot be an atheist. And the only reason I would want to have anything to do with the Mesas is because I actually do find some of their culture absolutely fascinating. And some yeah. of the, some of the tenets and guidelines that they, they try to, or that their members are expected to, to follow uh, you know, like the, uh, the, the betterment of you as a person, you know, through, through education, through, through history, through camaraderie, through charity. Um, let alone fact, are you guys aware of the Shriners hospitals, mm -hmm. the free, the yes. free kids hospitals? Yep. The Shriners are an offshoot of the Freemasons. Mm -hmm. So. You know, someone goes, oh, they're a secret cult. They're a secret cult. Yeah, they also cured your kid of something. Yeah, secret cult who you see them coming a mile away with those fez on their head. Hey, well, dude, yeah, those are the Shriners. Awesome. The, the, the Masons, are, the, the Masons are a little secretive, but that actually, I've, I've done some reading on their history. It goes to a lot of their older traditions 
back when they actually were stonemasons. A lot of their secret rituals were to make sure that if a mason came on a job to help build a building, that he was in fact a legitimate mason and was therefore entitled to the same amount of pay that a professional mason should get, and that he wasn't some scrub trying to scam a few extra uh, gold pieces off somebody. So that's where a lot of the sort of secret stuff came up, is that if you are a trained mason, you will know these rituals so that we can recognize you and get you on the list of, yes, this guy gets paid full mason rate. That's all it was. And yet people are are demonizing the hell out of this stuff. It's comical. And again, I've derailed the conversation. No, it, it's okay. Cause, uh, cause now I'm, I'm wondering, uh, tech, I, I'm, I'm going to throw this one past you and, and uh, see what you think about it. As far as to a, uh, an atheist that we can kind of look up to, uh, let's see, who is it? That's the uh, head of the satanic temple again. Lucian Greaves. What do you think? I think he's a uh, good guy. I've seen a couple of thing, uh, little videos that he's done, and they're they're good. Um, I don't have a gigantic list. Um, like I like Seth when I want to do mellow. I like no illusions when I want. Like lots of swearing and dead baby jokes. Fair um, enough. You know, um, when I'm angry, I like listening to the scathing atheist group. Um, the Satanic Temple, I see them more as a um, group that brings to light the crap that's going on. Rather than um, their teachings per se, I see them more as um, an, somebody who intervenes when bad things are being allowed to happen. And by bad things, I mean, okay, look, here's a school system. And suddenly the school system is bringing in this priest who's handing out Bibles during school hours in uh, a manner that uh, prevents the child from saying, no, I don't want to hear this. No, I don't want to do this. No, I don't accept this. This is not me. You know, they have to sit there and basically listen to these, you know, blowhards. And the satanic temple comes in and goes, oh, well, so you're allowing this. Then you have to allow us. And then suddenly they realize, oh, no, 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 no. We can't do this anymore. Uh, th th this is wrong. No, nope. sorry. We apologize. And that's kind of it. Uh, kind of like in Orange, I think it was Orange County, Florida, where um, something very similar was happening. So the Satanic Temple came up with a coloring book. Yep. And uh, for a time there, it was actually, you could download it free, uh, the PDF of the coloring book for free. Um, I've got yeah, it. you and I both have a copy. I've got yeah. it. I've, I've got it on a thumb drive somewhere around here. Um the, the, but, and as soon as, uh, uh, you know, the Orange County was made aware, you know, the school system was like, Hey, look, you know, if you do this, then you got to let them all in. And they're like, well, we're not going to stop. So we're going to let them all in. And then the 
Satanic showed up with their coloring book, and that was the end of that. So um, I see them more as um, kind of a watchdog group, okay? Uh, like they're they're taking the fight to court over women's reproductive rights, the w- a woman's right to have an abortion, saying, look, due to the tenets of our church, you having forcing a woman to go through this, this, and this to get an abortion is against our religion. Yeah, and they're using that methodology, that same methodology that's being used to try to prevent women from having abortions in the first place against the system. And that's how I view the Satanic Temple. I I still think they're a force for good works, uh, especially with Lucian doing the things, uh, you know, kind of uh, leading the charge, so to speak. Um. But I don't know if I'd necessarily send somebody there if they were looking to get, like, um, you know, a feel for the uh, local atheist group or something like that. Yep. And I found my copy. Mm. There because it is. Don't forget, there's two versions of the Satanic Temple, if I remember correctly. There's the one that thinks that the Bible is just a fictional book and it's just a tool for teaching and the concept of Satan is a tool for teaching. And then there's another one who thinks that yes, there was a God and Satan and they were real, real sa- satanic worshipers. Uh, if memory serves, that's the difference between the church of Satan versus okay. the satanic temple. Oh, okay. So the names are different. My apologies yes. to the satanic temple. I apologize. And that's to right. their men. I apologize. Please don't sue us. I don't have anything. No, that's okay. Uh, all right. Let's see if I, I have a Leatherman. That, that, that's kind of it. You know, I lost the Victoria Knox. Sorry. All right. Let's see. Let's see how well I remember it. And uh, I'm, I'm sure Bridget will help me out on this one in a second. Lucian Greaves has the Satanic Temple mm-hmm. and the Church of Satan. Oh, damn. I, I, I can see his face and I, I can't uh, remember what the hell his name was. Was it Alistair Crowley? Uh, is somebody else? Somebody Damn it! I sorry, I'll, I'll 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 look it up in a couple seconds here. But anyway, I'm sorry. Tech, going on. Yeah, so that that's my thoughts about the Satanic Temple. Is that they're they're a good, they're basically a watchdog group, a good group at that. Hmm. Um, let's see. We've already mentioned the other ones that I like. Uh, Aaron Raw is kind of interesting if you really want to hunker down and get into the nitty gritty of uh, uh, certain science uh, evolution um, with the fossils and things like that. And but his tone can be kind of hard. You have uh, to have um, listened to in large time blocks. You have to kind of a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here, a little bit there. You know, maybe do a little Richard Dawkins in between just to get the, the uh, you know, keep the interest in, so to speak. Yeah. And uh, I was able to find it, by the way, it was Anton LaVey. It, it, you know, I could, oh, I could yeah. see his face. I could see his face, that yeah. fucking Ming, the merciless looking face on him. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was done in April 30th, 1966 by Anton Shandor uh, LaVey, uh, who was their church's high priest until his death in 1997. And from 2001 onward, it's a gentleman by the name of Peter H. Gilmore. 
is the head of the church of Satan. Um, and I love this. This is something I'm getting uh, directly from uh, Wikipedia. I quote, the church does not believe in the devil, nor a Christian or Islamic notion of Satan. High priest Peter H. Gilmer describes its members as, you're going to love this, skeptical atheists, embracing the Hebrew root of the word Satan as adversary. The church views Satan as a positive archetype who represents pride, individualism, and enlightenment, and as a symbol of defiance against the Abrahamic faiths, which LaVey criticized for what he saw as the suppression of humanity's natural instincts. I love these guys already. Okay, to, to be fair, somehow I, I kind of get the feeling that this is the difference between the scathing atheist versus the thinking atheist. One, uh, the, the Church of Satan would be much more the, the scathing type, whereas the Satanic Temple would be more the thinking type. And I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to typify them, but so much as the way that they kind of go about their stuff. The approach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, there, there's nothing wrong with one approach not working and going with a different one. And you go with your strength. For Seth, it's talking and communicating and giving the, the story which I've I've always said, if history was taught as the story of humanity and and culture, you know, instead of just memorizing stuff by rote, I mean, stuff would be a hell of a lot better for students. And uh, somehow I kind of get the feeling that they're they're kind of not quite doing the same thing. But be that as it may, I don't know. I, I don't hear about the, the I don't hear about the Church of Satan nearly as much as I do the Satanic Temple, and um, that might be because of the way that you know things work for us. So, and the fact that if you want to join the Church of Satan, you got to fork out two two hundred twenty five dollars. Mm. 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 No, it's it, it's in the article. No, 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 no. That's fine. That's fine. I'm just thinking to myself. Uh, that's a chunk of change for some people. Well, yeah, it is, yeah. but. <laughs> uh, I, I'm thinking of it more in the long of, of um, 25 for the Satanic Temple and then a $200 donation to the FFRF and then keep the extra 25 for myself so I can have coffee a couple of times. I like that yeah. idea. Because uh, <laughs> Roll Up the Rim to Win is on now. You know that, by the way. right? You know, and the funny thing is I haven't made it to a Timmy's yet. Some people are just like, what the fuck are you talking about? I do plan to go tomorrow and and, and actually get started because some of my friends have already, uh, some of them are already one for one. Some of them are two for two, which probably means I'm going to be zero for about a hundred by the time it's over. But um, one never knows. And and you know, um, Bridget, you you said it was a chunk of change. Um, I am not, not to flash any kind of privilege cards here, but I am gainfully employed. Mm -hmm. Um. I don't suffer. You know, I have a lot of friends who are, let's just say paycheck to paycheck is a thing for them. Mm-hmm. And they always usually end up with a lot more month at the end of the money than uh, they should. Uh, but even for me, that is a significant amount of cash. 
to to join any kind of organization. Yeah. And, and you know, I think Susan's right. You know, twenty five bucks for for the Satanic Temple. Uh, two hundred bucks to throw towards um, maybe membership of the MFRF for people. I think it was something I was thinking of doing one time when I had a bonus. Was and this is when cash was still in the air. I was actually going to um, take a portion of one of my uh, production bonuses from work and say, you know what, Cash, I'm wiring this money to you for X number of memberships into FFRF. Because remember how we did that drive <laughs> once upon a time? Yeah. I, I really wanted to become a part of that uh, or to, to contribute because, well, the FFRF, like, like I said before, with what I, why I'm here, the FFRF is, that's resonance with why I'm here. You know, it's, um, they're watching. They're making sure that the law is upheld and that the Constitution is upheld and that they can't sneak religion in illegally in publicly funded educational institutions. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've actually gone to them before with something that they were able to help me with. Good. That is awesome. That is completely awesome. And yeah. had to do with Mike Pence, of course. <laughs> I, I, I swear. If I swear a lot too. No, no, I know, but just I, I would love to see a camera put on the inevitable meeting of Bridget Fitch and Mike Pence <laughs> in, in a public setting. Well, and, and all I could hear, all I would be able to hear is is um, is Shang Tsung, round one fight. Oh, dude! <laughs> oh, it'd be more like I'd be looking at him in the face and going, "Oh no, you didn't." <laughs> yeah, and the funny part of it is, I could I could better see you holding out both arms with Ms. Ashley on one side and Susie on the other, holding them back and telling him, "Just wait, <laughs> just oh, wait." Oh dear God. Because drunk Susie, you don't want to get between drunk. I've gotten, I've gotten in front of drunk Susie. She can't do nothing to me, but that's only uh, because yeah. she knows better. Um, drunk Susie is a mess. <laughs> okay, um, I, I know the, I, I know your relative height, Bridge. I know Miss um, Ashley's relative height. Uh huh. Um, you know me. I know you. I don't know Susie's relative height because honestly, she's I've, I've not... about five three, five four, something like that. She's okay. She's not very tall. Okay, I, I'm just thinking. Okay, if I was to get in between drunk Susie, I, I think I'd live <laughs> as long as I wore a cup. <laughs> Dude, the pro the problem that you would have is you would put your arms out in order to stop them, and they would just limbo right under you without bending a knee. I was gonna say it wouldn't be much of a limbo. No. No, unless their hairs were, unless their hair was all done up in B fifty two, I wouldn't don't, touch them. Don't even, don't even, don't even, don't, don't, don't do this. Don't do this. I don't want to need to have to find a new host after we find bits and pieces of you all over the. Don't make that happen. No, they'll, they'll hurt you. They'll hurt you. I know. I, I, I know better than to cross a southern woman. Okay, that's, that's a good point. Uh, we're, we're, we're pretty much out of time, but, uh, real quick, um, anybody got one last name that they want to throw out there? That is somebody that you would just get behind you. Just go, you know, just yes. If they were still alive, Isaac Asimov. Ooh, that's, Oh, 
That's a good one. That's a. I didn't even think of him. Shit. That's a good. Um. Oh, I'm trying to think. Uh, two more for me. George Robb, obviously. Mm. And to the ranting Griffin. Okay. He is an atheist. He was a priest. Um, I know he's not act. He's not very active as an atheist. Um, definitely more of a comedian these days, but, um, I like his fire and I like that he does. He has no problem bashing religion. He has no problem going after it. I just, I like his style. And again, one of the things he taught me was just how to be, how to be on, how to be outspoken, how to articulate and how to wind words in such a way that you can simultaneously get a laugh and make somebody think. Granted, his subject matter is a little bit different than, than, you know, religion. You can still use it there. You know, if anything, you just provided a base model. And of course, George, um, I think one of the first atheists, first atheists I ever listened to, I killed that bottle of wine. Okay. It's all right. Um, no, one of the first I ever listened to, um, without really getting too much into it. I mean, his religious warrant of the week that he still does to this day. Uh, some of the other things that he's tackled, um, he's been master ceremonies and keynote speakers at things like the amazing meeting, uh, Nexus or Nietzsche. If you <laughs> points, if you guys get that reference, he he's done the circuit and I know he's influenced a lot of people, uh, to, do stuff like what we're doing right now. And, uh, you know, I, I feel bad when I met him. I, I think I fanboyed a little bit too much. Uh, and I, I felt bad. No, it's just, I don't, I was just excited as hell to meet the guy and kind of felt like I blew it. And, uh, you know, if I ever the chance to meet him again, you know, hopefully I'll be a little bit less of a, uh, you know, I remember you from episode four, you know, it's more like, Hey, how's it going? You know, <laughs> but, um, yeah, th those, those two definitely. Rich, do you agree with your last? Hmm. <sighs> I wish he was still around, but Christopher Hitchens, <laughs> I yeah. like him. I, I, I was going to mention him actually, but, uh, I figured someone else would say it. Yeah, I miss Hitch a lot. Yeah. Just before we wrap up then, um I got two that uh I I was I was trying to think of um who would really uh really fit the bill for me. And uh it it would be no surprise to anybody. Cash. I mean, straight up. I I I I talk so many times about him. I credit him so often because of the, the, the kick in the teeth that he gave to so many of us. You know, I, 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 I will never not thank him. One of these days, 
if he ever gets the opportunity, I, I'm sure sooner or later, he's probably, you know, caught wind at some point from somebody, but you know, the cash and what he was able to accomplish. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know if it's the, uh, I don't know if it's the alcohol talking, but believe it or not, uh, Dallin, what you were reminding me of how, uh, how we got folks to do the, um, uh, to, to uh, chime in and pay in to get, uh, memberships for people for the yeah. FFRF. Mm-hmm. I, I would really like to be able to start to do that for folks during this next year. I know, I know a year is a long time to, you know, plan out for something, but considering that we are relative, I mean, very small. Yeah. I would like to see, uh, if, if, we can accomplish that during this upcoming year. We will, we will see, but there are, um, there are two other people that I I think are really important and have not gotten the, the recognition that should James Randy for one, Mm -hmm. who was um, incredibly influential for a lot of people. And continues to be, even to this day, even though the guy has finally said, yeah, I'm, a, I'm about, you know, dirt old. I, I should really start, Retire. you know, retiring finally. And it's about, it's about goddamn time. Seriously, man. You know, I'm not I, saying, I, yeah, I, I hope he gets, uh, I'd like for him to take that million dollars that, you know, he always offered as a reward and put it towards his funeral. Because I, I, for for the amount of work that he's done uh, to expose charlatanry, go word? with it. Go with y- it. You know what I mean, though. Mm-hmm. Chicanery. Know, to, chicanery. Thank you. To expose that kind of stuff in the world, I mean, he's made a huge impact. And even though hucksters, you know, even though some of them are still on the air. I referenced Peter Popoff because I actually did see him around Christmas time. Yeah. And just about shot beer out of my nose. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it anyway, Peter, can I call you Peter? Hey, fuck face. Fuck off. Just once and for all, just fuck off. Yeah. Sorry. Um, and actually if, uh, if anybody's listening, um, check out a YouTuber by the name. I don't know if he's, I know he's not around much anymore, but his name is DPR Jones. All one word. Uh, he put pop off in his crosshairs, uh, and referenced, uh, James Randy a few times. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, honestly, uh, Mr. Randy, I've never met you, but, um, I hope you do put that million dollars to good use, uh, elsewhere because, uh, apparently nobody's been able to, nobody out there deserves it yet. So I hope you do something good with it. I, and as far as uh, James Randy, I would be remiss if I didn't, you know, agree with you on on that one as well. And he really is a genuinely nice person. Um, I got the privilege of meeting him at uh, TAM in 2012 and getting to sit with him for about two hours, listening to stories from his childhood and things like that. And he was wow. just such a genuinely warm friendly person and you know after 
we were done listening to him. It was you know probably four or five of us that were sitting with him. He uh, gave me a hug and said, I'm so glad you came. And I wow. was like, oh, and he's shorter than I am. <laughs> Wait, that's possible? Yes. Yes, he's it is. Only about four eight or four nine. He's he's shorter than I am. He's Susan size. He's like mm-hmm. one of the people that could look up to Peter Dinklage. Oh, yeah. don't don't. don't. <laughs> okay, so um, two others, and um, I don't think that anybody really would have uh, would have thought about these two. I mentioned last night. Uh, last night, I even as a child adored. Eric Weiss for everything that he did in learning how to debunk all these spiritualists, all these mediums, all these clairvoyants. Most people don't recognize his, his name, Eric Weiss. You might know him by the name that he went on stage by Harry Houdini. Ah, uh, yes. He did amazing things. And if you don't, understand how much stuff he did beyond all this the escape artist stuff look up what he did for the skeptical community even when there wasn't one oh he was a terror he was a terror to these people who are scamming people out of money like nobody's business and the last one and of all of the people that have been mentioned this one i think is going to be a bit of a surprise. Tracy Harris. Yes. Tracy is one of those people that I can say we were privileged to have on the show. Episode 100. Very specifically, I wanted to have an all-female cast for our 100th episode. And I got it. We got it. Tracy was wonderful and generous enough with her time to spend part of her night with us. Tracy, I don't say this about almost anybody. Tracy was a love. She was wonderful. She was warm. She was well thought out. She was a wonderful person to talk with and not just talk to. Mm -hmm. She had insight. She had personal experience And she had a way of trying to bring out the ideas of all all the stuff that they, you know, talk through uh, on, you know, on a weekly basis with uh, the Atheist Experience TV show and not be off-putting or acerbic. She was genuinely a gentle person. And of all of the people that we mentioned tonight, sadly there aren't nearly enough women on the list. And part of that is because of, you know, Lucinda illusions, Lucinda, admittedly Mm. who, uh, you know, you really have to watch where you're walking when she's around. Um, but what is it with, with atheist women being so short? I, Who I, cares? I don't know. <laughs> They're adorable. Who cares? Aww, well, thank I, you. I know, but is this, is, is, is it a thing like, um, like if know. I end up, if, if I end up going to like the next reason con, which I'd love to, or, or some other, some other, some other place, you know, where actually I might be able to meet some of you guys. Um, Most of the women there will, will be short. 
Yeah, I was gonna say, like, <laughs> am I gonna have to like wear like some kind of uh, motion sensor around my calves, uh, just in case you know I'm looking at something and I don't accidentally trample on somebody? Uh, that might well, help because actually yeah, that happens. That's a yeah. thing. <laughs> and, and for the record, uh, dear listeners and uh, viewers, uh, you can't really see it. Uh, me sitting down and saying, I am six foot three inches tall. I am actually taller than the beast that is R and Raw. Not by yeah. much. Dad, is that you? <laughs> that, that, uh, what, what does that put you? Does that actually put you at two meters at that point? Um, well, six foot three inches, that's 72, sorry, that's 75 inches. So, um, you can do your conversion. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's, it's just, therapy is illegal. It's, it's a little bit over two yards. So technically, yeah, that, I think that does put you uh, officially at two meters. Uh, 190.5 centimeters. So not quite. Oh, well, I, I was just... close, but not quite. All right. That's cool. So yeah, yeah no, we'll... if it was two meters, I'd be a white basketball player right now. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, uh, Tracy, uh, I, I know for well, Tracy doesn't, doesn't watch us on a, on a, any kind of bis- basis whatsoever. It, it would be, I would be, f- I would be hard pressed to believe that was the case, but if you ever do get the opportunity of, of seeing just this couple of seconds of the show, thank you. You especially, of all people. Yeah, we were lucky enough to have uh, several women, and, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for all of you guys. But Tracy in particular, I can't explain exactly why, but there's something about the way that you have held yourself the way that you've explained what it is that you went through and how you're able to pull people into that little bubble of friendliness to allay feelings of worry and fear. That's a gift, man. Mm -hmm. And that is not something everybody is lucky enough to have. With I luck, I think it's more of what we need in this movement. Yeah, for 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 some it is, for some it's not. But for those that need that kind of gentle hand, forgive me. I'm I'm honored that you know of us, and we have had the privilege of speaking with you. Thank you. We're running way behind schedule, unfortunately, but Mm. as always, everybody, thank you very much for taking the time to be with us tonight. We hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives and have something worthwhile to think about and talk about for yourselves at this point. All of you guys that are over there in the live chat at this point, thank you very much. TDTF pod. Thank you, Stephanie, of course, Uh, Devin and Trippin. Trippin. Yes, I Scanned right over your name and I completely missed it because I'm I'm bopping over and I'm suddenly realizing Dallin's in there. Damn it! Can't have that happen. You know, if it's if it's not one Canadian, it's another screwing me up over there. Thanks ever so much. <sighs> Blame Canada. Blame Canada. You know, here, here I am trying to. It, it, it at least some way, you know, 
interact with the people in the chat who've taken the time out of their busy days and busy nights to, 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 you know, get on the live chat and do stuff. And you know what, if I can respond and, and keep them, you know, at least give them the illusion that, you know, they're, they're, they're still part of the show and that we really respect them, which we really do. You know, if I can help with that, that's fine. And I'm sorry if that interrupts your, you know, scanning of names, deal with it. Dick pics or it didn't happen. Unrenowned Tech, thank you very much for your time this morning. You I'm go not in your <laughs> You have a great morning. Sleep well, man. Yeah, you too, guys. And ma'am. <laughs> yeah, I was I was getting a little bit worried. It sounds like you, you gotta go ahead and just crash out at this point, eh? Yeah, man. Two no. cups of coffee and he goes away. How hey, it you you get that big high and then that big crash happens. Yes, yeah, I know. I hear you. The sleeping atheist, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the sleeping atheist. Yeah, there we go. Think about it, Tech. 110 degree drop on the first leg of a roller coaster. Isn't that the greatest thing in the world to wake you up? Dude, I love roller coaster rides. God damn, you know, I, you and you and Tiny Triple both. 110 degree. No, I ain't no. You you go right ahead and do that thing. I don't care. Go the now it now as I've gotten older, I've noticed that there are some things I can't do much anymore, like the uh, rides that um, where you're hanging up in the air, but they are tilting you so that your head is uh, lower than your feet, and you're you know at that kind of a like you're swooping down as a bird kind of thing. I, I, I Those rides I can't do anymore because my my head just can't handle it. But a ride where you know, oh, you're going down, we, and then you come back up again, and all that other fun stuff. Yeah, I can still handle all that. Um, I, uh, you know, I, that stuff does not make me. Uh, sick or nauseous as long as it's not hot out. So, I'm one of those guys who likes roller coasters in the cold. Fair enough. Okay, so the 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 heels overhead idea. That's a no-no for you at this point, right? Yeah, basically. Okay, so Fire Club is out for you for the weekend. Bridget, <laughs> thank you very much for your time. You have yourself a good sleep. Thank you very much. And if anyone wants to find me, they can find me on Facebook under Bridget Fitch. Or if you want to see my musings on my blog, Between the Wheels, you can find that at BridgetFitch2112.com. Oh my God! It's like she's been trained. I'm so proud. <laughs> yeah, Dude, that's that's the boost. Feminists, uh, <laughs> I think I think you just pissed off a few feminists out there. I'm not the one who brought it up. I'm not the one who brought it up. No, I meant about the training part. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. Shut up, Dallin. Hi. Hi. <laughs> that's a dirty rumor. Yeah, thank you very much, man. Uh, many times over, you know for well. Yeah, glad to be here as always when I can be. Um, real life once in a while has that uh, effect on me, but um, so good to be back, good to be here, and of course, um, a little on the maligned side at this point, but uh, we'll get uh, holycrowdthevlogcast.com up to date as soon as possible. Um, you know, in case you guys missed the video part and all you want to hear is the sweet, dulcet tones of our voices. You know, as the, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, unfortunately, you know, with, with the audio, you're, you're missing just why I suddenly stumbled, chuckled there. Stumble, chuckle. I have to remember that one. Uh, <laughs> and then, of course, um, yes, now I'm getting the sharp look. Uh, 
<laughs> and of course, um, for things not entirely related to this show, but to other things, you can always catch me at inthewind.yo5.ca. Appreciate it, man. So uh, if you would like to subscribe to the podcast, as was mentioned, holycrapthevlogcast.com. You've got all of our social links right from over there. Of course, if you'd like to drop us a message in one form or other, you can use all the stuff over there. Plus, don't forget, we do still have that voice line open, assuming Google hasn't closed it yet. Uh, that number is 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554. You know, I've been doing this for so long, you would think that I'd actually have this number memorized by now. Oh, no. No, I, I don't. You'd, you'd, th you'd think that, wouldn't you? You'd like to think that. Yeah, it's, that's that's ego right there, isn't it? Iago, you'd like to think that. Whatever. Anyway. Um, next week is, uh, as was mentioned, our 200th episode. Are we going to have anybody on? Truth be told, I don't know. Are we gonna uh, are we gonna have a, a long show? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that we are. Is it gonna qualify as drunk casting? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it will on my end. Yeah, I don't know if I'll be able to make this next. Wait, you're talking about next week's episode, right? Next week. Yep. Yeah. I don't know if I'll be able to make it because I already made a promise to somebody else. That's fine. So if I am able to make it, it will more than likely be mobile in nature. Don't worry about it. If if you can make it, great. If you don't, it's that's okay too. Don't mm. worry about that. Um I know full well that between now and then, we have February 14th coming up. And I wanted to kind of put this out for folks. For some people, it's Valentine's Day. For some, it's pre-half-price chocolate day. For some, it's single awareness day. Uh, for some of us, it's Jack Benny birthday. I know. I know. I'm predictable that way. For those of you for whom Valentine's Day is not the nicest for you, for whatever reason, because maybe you feel that you're alone I keep trying to remind you guys, just, just remember, it's okay to feel lonely. Don't think that you're alone. Not for a second. We may not necessarily be your romantic interests over here, but you've still got people who care about you. And that's us. We may not be there with you, but we care about you. You take care of yourself. Please, please be safe. And we will see you next week because, oh my God. Yeah, I originally labeled the episodes with, you know, three number combinations because I, I was hoping that we get to 100. 200 with no end in sight yet. I had no expectation that this was going to happen like this. I'm glad that we made it this far because I got to keep going until it's no longer fun. And I got news for you. So long as there is idiocy in the world, this is going to keep being fun. So as always for all of you, 
I wish you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And my lady, all these years later, I am still in love. Matane Fujin, I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Next week, we're having ice cream for lunch at Antoinette's because why not? Because Marie, we remember what happened with the cake. Well, it's an eatery local. But in any case, as always, all of you stay safe. We'll see you next time. Until that point. Good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment on the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Google Plus pages. Theme music provided by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. On behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.